Oh, fuck, hold on. I'm just going to get the timer ready. Uh, we're recording, huh? Yeah, I know. Relax, bitch. Bro, why you always do this? Just because you know Terry's fucking watching, you're a fucking bitch. Oh, yeah, because I don't call you a bitch any other time? Nope. Just putting you on a show right now. Okay. We have a packed show for you guys today. We'll be previewing UFC 260. We'll be looking at the Montreal Canadiens' recent play and talk about uh, a playoff berth, potentially. We're talking about LaMelo Ball going down with an injury and the Arizona Cardinals and the NFC West, maybe the toughest division in football. But first, roll it! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stim and Zhang Show. It is episode 12, I think, uh, in today's episode. Like uh, you heard before, we have a jam-packed episode. But first, Eric, um, let's talk. Uh, let's re- let's recap our uh, fantasy week because uh, yeah. you had a good fantasy week. Yeah. <laughs> Me, not so much. I had a tough one. I lost big. I think I lost by 40, 50 points. Um, you won. You're still in playoffs, though. You're, yeah, you're still I'm in playoffs. I'm five and five. And... Uh, this week, I actually have a tough opponent. His name is bitch-ass Eric Zhang. That's who I'm facing. That's right. I'm facing Eric in this week's fantasy. I'm Big fantasy week. Two. Eight a and playoff, two, so. playoff aspiration week. Yeah. Let's go Trying to win. Go six and five. Yeah. Um, went down with a few injuries. Pasternak on COVID list. Ooh. Couturier's got a upper body injury. We don't know if he's going to play tonight. Got to check on that. It's but it's a big week. I How's Koskinen this- doing for you? Koskinen. You no, not Koskinen. Capo Kakinen. My bad, yeah, my bad. finally. Got one win with him shut out, and then he got blown out by Colorado 0-6. Not bad. Not bad so it's going to be a, a, a very stressful week for me. You you already made the playoffs. You can... Yeah. You don't even have to I'm start your players, to, pretty much. I'm still, tra- I'm still trying to win President, though. President yeah, trophy yeah, I think you're, like, far... You, what, you have two games ahead or something? I think so. One or two. And there's only, like, two or three weeks left, so... It's coming down a wire for me in Hopefully. playoffs. And, uh stressful stressful but uh let's get into the show eric four topics on today uh let's start with the first topic it's ufc 260 uh when's this fight happening when yeah when is it uh saturday 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 ufc 260 of stipe stipe miocic versus francis inganyu uh stipe's 20 and 3 francis is 15 and 3 they're going to have their rematch, second rematch, or yeah. their second time they play. Yeah. Uh, Miocic won the last one pretty convincingly yeah. uh, about three years ago. And um, and then Nganyu, the next fight after that three years ago, lost to Lewis. Yeah, and then Lewis. You know after my, that... My balls are hot, guy? No, I don't. You I don't, don't know, know the sport. My balls were hot. I understand. No. You... That's a memorable quote, though, eh? That's like, yeah. a, that's like a Lou Gehrig talking to the people when he got cancer kind of kind of level of uh same same talk no but the but my balls were hot is very iconic but yeah very iconic um and ganyu after his loss to lewis he went on four wins in a row all by knockout and he knocked him those guys out so fast eric those, those combined fights were two minutes and 42 seconds combined four that's ridiculous four fights combined yo, yo. two oh. minutes 42 seconds four knockouts and um yeah, and now we'll be facing off a second time UFC 260 this Saturday. Eric, as you know, as the people know, I'm not the big UFC analyst. Yeah. You're the UFC analyst, yeah. so the people want to hear your opinion. Who do you have going into this fight? Okay, before I say who I have winning, 
I just have to say how excited I am for this fight. Yeah. I've never been so excited. For, yo, I'm never you. been more excited for another fight. Okay, maybe I don't know, but tell I'm, us the backstory. What's uh, what's the emotion got got you? Uh, like what's going on? Because I've been following with emotion Ngannou right for a while. I've been following Ngannou for a while. I every fight he fights like. If you bet on Ngannou, you're basically winning every single time. And then now he gets his rematch. Because I honestly believe Ngannou can go down as one of the best fighters ever to land on Earth. Like, ever. Really? I'm telling you. Ngannou, best fighters. Ever. The strongest. Like Okay. Like, this guy is lead, like, he had, like, the genetics, like, everything just matches up. He, mm-hmm. he has a story. He has everything. And he's a beast. And if he wins this, he's going to be a heavyweight champion. And then. So, so then, you're excited, but is that who you yes. have for the fight? Yes, I have Francis. I have Ngannou. But, but okay. I really love Miocic. I love Miocic yeah. a lot. I love him. This guy's a firefighter, and he still, he still is a firefighter, yeah. even though he's fighting, which is ridiculous. Oh, like, he's a firefighter? Yeah, he's still a firefighter. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, right I didn't now. know that. I, I didn't know he had a side gig uh, yeah. between UFC fights. No. But um, So you have Francis and Ngannou. Yeah. You, you have high hopes for him. Yeah. Um, why do you think he has the edge right now in this fight? It's because the Nganu from three years ago is not the same Nganu. He said it multiple times. He's not the same. Um, his endurance is better now. He's better yeah. on the ground. He won't get taken down as easily. So, Eric, obviously you have Francis Nganu as a favorite uh, going into this fight. But why, 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 why is he your pick? Um, uh, what, what gives him the edge over Stipe? Yeah. So, first of all, he's also a favorite for everybody. Like he's, The odds have him winning, too. But yeah. for me personally, why I think he's gonna win is because first of all, he's not the same uh, Ngannou from three years ago. He better endurance, probably stronger now, and he's not gonna get taken down as easily as he did in the last fight. And he has the experience. His fights didn't last that long, but mm-hmm. he, like cage experience, just going into a fight and fighting—that's experience on his own, you know. Okay. And, also, and in that time, Miocic, he won. Uh, no, he lost right after to Daniel Cormier and then uh, beat Daniel Cormier twice after. But Ngannou, man, this guy is a beast. Everybody's got to watch this guy. He's going to be a superstar. I'm telling you right now, super, absolute superstar. Okay, why would why would Stipe have a chance? What, what are some of uh, uh, Francis's uh, flaws in, uh, in the cage? Okay, so first of all, he's not a good grappler. Even though he's humongous, yeah. he's not a, as good as a grappler okay. or wrestler as Miocic. Miocic... Mentally, like fight IQ is off the roof. One of the best fight IQ, like of all time, I'm telling you. But his fight IQ isn't as um, Ngannou's fight IQ isn't as good as Miocic. Uh, Miocic, he he's just he's, he's just a he's a vet. He's just a yeah. vet. Uh, he knows how to fight. Uh, he knows how to win. Not just like a brawl, but he knows how to win a fight. Like get get the, the points. You know, take uh, know when to take down. Know when to make it a show or not. And Ngannou, yeah. what he's gonna do is just gonna. Like flail his arms like this and try and get a knockdown, which, like I'm telling you, Miocic, I don't kind of like just... um, a Deontay Wilder boxing. Yeah, for really. sure. Yeah, he's relying mostly on his uh, his his punches, mm-hmm. and he's gonna try and land one. So clearly, you said his flaw is not a great grappler getting to the floor. No, he, is... he, he's yeah, he's 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 good, but he's okay. not great. But is that something Stipe is gonna have to um, kind of exploit? Oh, it, try and get him to sure. the ground early 100%. and and tire him out, sort of yeah. thing. Miocic. I'm telling you, he should take him down right away. He should not try and stand with Nganu. And he knows that. I think he's he's probably said that before. I don't know if he said that, but he basically said, like, everyone knows he has to wrestle with Nganu. Yeah. Okay. 
So what are your what do you what's your prediction? What do you think's gonna happen? I mean, he's Corey got four Nelson. knockouts. Yeah. Um, two minutes forty two seconds. Yeah. What's gonna happen? I hope this doesn't backfire on me. I love Miocic. I just want to if if I if this clip ever gets clipped, I love Miocic, <laughs> but um, I think Ngannou's probably gonna knock him out in the second or third by kick, but. Oh, another flaw I forgot to say is Nganu, his endurance might is not as good as Miocic. Okay. The thing with Nganu is why he because all he does is fill his arms and that, that's a lot of energy, you know. Yeah. So Miocic probably has better endurance, but Nganu says I've watched a lot of, of vlogs and videos about him. He said he's he's been improving his endurance, and all his coaches have said that too. So hopefully, well, yeah, yeah, I think he most likely he's yeah. gonna come out and say that. Obviously, yeah, but it's been um, three years too, so. So we got to look for Stipe to probably get Francis to the ground early, maybe try and time him out because mm-hmm. uh, he's going to be throwing those big punches, right? Uh, exerting a lot of energy. And so that's probably going to have to be Stipe's game plan going into UFC 260. Yeah. If I'm, excited to, I'm excited to see like the day after the fight. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. To watch I'm excited it. to see how this goes down. Yeah. Because, and, yeah. Go ahead. And yeah, before that, there's a fight, um, a Volkanovski. Undercard, love the preload. Like uh, no, like a main card, like a main. Like oh, a main card, co- co-main event. It was for the belt too, but uh, Alex Volkanovski got COVID, so that card was about to be insane. But now he got COVID. Oh, so, uh, so they're not doing it anymore. No, no. Unfortunate. Um. So the twenty-three Stipe Miocic is going to go head to head against Francis yeah. Ngannou, fifteen-three this Saturday, UFC two sixty. Uh, we may have a recap after. See if uh, we are you know, right on our predictions and if we cool. thought it was going to go the way we went or we thought, um, but only time will tell. But let's move on uh, to the second topic, the Montreal Canadiens, Eric, um, under after losing Ben Sherratt. Now they lose Tyler Toffoli to three games, and this yeah. is being filmed or recorded on Monday. They're going to face the Edmonton Oilers tonight with no Kakanyemi, no Yoel Armia, uh, or Ben Sherratt or Toffoli, if I didn't say that already. Montreal Canadiens sit fourth in the North Division with 37 points. The Canucks are right behind them with 35, and the Calgary Flames are under 33. The question of today for the Montreal Canadiens, Eric, are the Montreal Canadiens going to be able to make the playoffs if Mark Bergeron doesn't make a trade for a defenseman and rolls out with Victor Mete and Xavier Wallet for six to eight weeks? Um, what are your thoughts about this? Okay, I believe, I'm telling you right now, Bold predict. It's probably not a bold prediction, but I don't think Bergeron is doing anything. I don't think he's gonna try and do anything. I feel like he doesn't want to, because the roster's like if you look at the roster, it's a good team, mm-hmm. and I don't think he doesn't want to change too much. You know, chemistry issue, and just like you don't if if it's it's kind of working, but you don't want, he doesn't want to change too much, and he doesn't want to give up anything, right? Yeah. Other than maybe like I know in your article, and yeah. by the way, go go check out Steve's article. Yeah. Uh, you talk about uh. Like, what'd you say? No, you talked about uh, what was that? What was I about to say? Was it something about Sherrod? Yeah, yeah. You talked about Sherrod, like leaving. Yeah. And, like, I'm just saying, like, like, bro. Okay, yo, time out, bro. I, I'm just, I zoned out. Time out, time out, time out. So yeah, in in your article, as as you were talking about uh, the first rounders, you're you're talking about how uh, Bergeron should give up a first rounder, but he probably won't, right? Because yeah. And he's never given never up given up a first rounder as a GM, yeah, as, as a, a GM, GM of the Montreal Canadiens. So, but yeah, um, we just got news recently that the Habs Oilers game is actually postponed this Monday due to COVID nineteen protocols. So uh, 
it'll be interesting to see what's gonna the postponement and uh, when the next time they're gonna play. Um, but yeah, Mark. Uh, in my article, I wrote that if Mark Bergevin thinks he could rotate off Victor Mete and um, Xavier Wallet for six to eight weeks, then he might as well accept not making the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Because the depth charge for the Montreal Canadiens on on defense is really thin right now, and when you have those two guys as your best next option, then you, you know you kind of got to make a trade. With Ben Sherratt out yeah. as a top four defenseman who's playing heavy minutes for the Montreal Canadiens and who was Shea Weber's partner, and now you got to find a replacement for that, right? Mm-hmm. And there has been really no solution. They try to put Yoel Edmondson yeah. with Shea Weber, and no. I feel like those two play the same type of hockey. Yeah. So well, you don't really have breakout exits happening from, the, from your own zone. Um you know, Che Weber has sort of seemed like a defensive liability on the back end. Yeah. Uh, he's had trouble passing the puck, uh, moving the puck. Uh, he's getting outmaneuvered by younger guys. He's, he can't box out anyone, it seems like. Could it be a question of Shea Weber's injured? I don't know. I mean, this guy was great last year in the bubble versus the Penguins. Yeah. He was um, he was great to start the season, and now he just kind of he's kind of hit a wall. And I don't know if it's because he's injury or age is catching up with him quickly, but. Hopefully uh, this doesn't last too long. I, I, I think it's going to last until Chirac comes back or until Weber yeah. gets a, a, solid, a solidified top four partner. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think Bergeron needs to make a trade. Now, he mm-hmm. said he has no cap fl- flexibility, yeah. which is true. They, they don't have much money. But Paul Byron's $3.4 yeah, million dollar contract, <laughs> could it be something he could move? Yeah. Could he move a player? He needs to move a roster player. Um, and, you know, Paul Byron having a, a weak season right now on the fourth line. Um, kind of turned into this check and forward who, who can't really score. Yeah. So would you be really losing the trade if Paul Byron left and you got a, a, a top four D man? Um, I don't know. I think Bergeron is being a little bit naive, and uh, I I don't know. It, it just it's so much. He has so much confidence, Bergeron. Right? Yeah. He's a confident person. To, to to say I'm not gonna make any moves or 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 like he's taking a chance, right? Because if the Montreal Canadiens end up missing the playoffs, right? Who said? I don't know what's going to happen to his job. I'd like to think he gets fired, but knowing Jeff Molson has a close yeah. relationship with his GM, I don't know anymore what what happens with this guy. Does this guy think he, he's just not on the hot seat all the time and yeah. he can just say, like, make moves or not make moves? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that D-line can, can make it for six to eight. Oh, my God, your phone's <laughs> ringing for a second week in a row. That is so disrespectful. Oh, my uh, bye, God. Bye, bye. Oh, on. my God. Well, I'm oh off today. Keep that <laughs> in. There, that's two weeks in a row. Eric Zang's yeah, phone goes off while I talk. Jeez, Eric. God. Yeah, my bad. I don't even that's know what I'm me. talking about. What are we okay. talking about? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Bergeron, yeah. Um, but I don't know if Victor Mete and Xavier Wallet can just slot it. Like, Wallet looks completely <laughs> lost out there on the ice. He's, he's knocking over his own mm. players, knocked over Carey Price one game. Uh, Mete, if he, ever get, if he gets checked by anyone over six feet in his own zone, it's going to turn into a power play, it seems like, and five on five because they just get him hemmed in in their own zone. They need a top four guy who can eat minutes. And what's, the, what's so bad about having a top four guy and then having Ben Schrock come back? I mean, you're, gonna, exactly. you're easily going to have the best defense in the North Division, right? Having a, uh, maybe like a Matias Ekholm or, or someone they go out and get. Jake Muzzin. Well, oh, Jake no, no. Muzzin's going to have the yeah. Leafs. But yeah. if they can no, get like a Mat- Yeah, Yeah, the, 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 the trade package is going to be very similar exactly. to Jake Muzzin. That's what I was about to say. But what's so wrong with having a guy like Matias Ekholm and Ben Sherratt? You know, you have guys like Carey Price, Shea Weber, age declining. Mm-hmm. Their play is declining. 
Right now, it's a short window for the Montreal Canadiens to win a Stanley Cup with this group. You have Dano, Armia, Tatar, UFAs next season. You don't know what's going to happen. You can't keep all three guys. You, you got to make some moves here to put this team over the edge. And but let's be honest. I don't think Bergevin is going to make any moves. Like, and I know. I, I'm, I'm like, I, don't I, I don't understand moves. how you could say that. How but, could you just go out and say, I'm not going to make any moves? Even if he doesn't moves? make any moves, I still believe they're making the playoffs as uh, the fourth seed in the division. Though. I don't know, man. Under Ducharme, it's not like they're like their power play has been better under Burroughs, which is great. The power play has been over like 30% or something like that, which has been really a step forward. Um, but still, this team's kind of, I like to think of it as the most bipolar hockey team in the NHL. For sure. <laughs> they start off hot, and this is like a yearly thing. They start off hot, and then, you know, midway through the season, they can't beat teams they should be beating. They go on losing streaks. And they've just been playing mediocre. I mean, under Ducharme, they're like, what, 500? Maybe, you know. But it's also the OT losses and the shootout. Those yeah, and then, like they should literally dedicate a whole practice to just three yeah. on three. Just three on three. Yeah. Just no more than three players on yeah. the side because it's been awful. If they've been 500 in, in overtime shootouts, they'd be like second in division with 42 mm-hmm. points. They just won five of those overtimes. But no, of course, they had a one in nine record right now. Um, which is tough. So I'd like to, I'd like to think Bergevin is going to make a move. I like to think he's bluffing because he has so much draft capital. But Mark Bergevin, I don't know, never made a trade with a first rounder. So yeah. when you fan, pulled up that, House stat, fans that can be skeptical, surprising. and it's worrying. It's really worrying because this team cannot make the play, miss the playoffs. It cannot miss the playoffs with the Canucks playing better and the Flames yeah. playing better. Exactly. It, it's something that needs to be. That needs to be cleaned up. But um, we'll, we'll have to see weeks moving forward what the Montreal Canadiens do. April 12th is the trade deadline, so look uh, forward to that. We'll see what the Canadiens do, what other teams do. What scares me the most is what the North Division teams are going to do, who they're going to add, the Leafs, the Jets, the Oilers, whatever. We still have to beat those teams if we want to win a Stanley Cup. So I don't know. Like, you know, compete with the other teams is how I like to think about it. You know, try and, try and exactly. compete and, you know, do your best to compete. And, and I had the I had the Canadians being fourth. I yeah, think, this season. I had so them they second. Fourth, I, I wouldn't mind that. But like, you have to compete. If you're just gonna sit back, let other teams bolster their their rosters, and I don't know if you should be GM of this team. If you're just gonna okay. sit back and watch other teams get better while you stay the same. So we'll see April twelfth. But let's uh, let's move to the NBA, Eric, where uh, superstar rookie Lamelo Ball has gone down with an injury that will put him out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Unfortunate seat for the Charlotte Hornets, for Michael Jordan. Um, but the question, uh, it will still be asked, will Lamelo Ball still win Rookie of the Year, even if he goes out with his injury? Eric, what do you think? Okay, before I say anything, I'm just going to say I'm I'm very – like, I love Lamelo Ball. So yeah. I you might did be a say you should have went first overall. You no, did say I you still went. Be- like, I still – like, a lot of people believe that still. I always knew Lamelo was going to be a skilled player. I just think the, the fit on the Minnesota Timberwolves was going to be an awkward one, especially with a guy like D'Angelo Russell. So yeah, and I and if uh, you, if you didn't see DeAndre Russell's tweet, uh, right when Lamelo got injured, DeAndre Russell tweeted Anthony Edwards for Rookie of the Year, which mm-hmm. is kind of disrespectful to Lamelo Ball. Yeah, he just got injured, and yeah. Delo's already. And you can't forget, Delo got traded out of uh, the Lakers because of Lonzo. So they traded Delo because yeah. they wanted Lonzo to be the point guard. Oh, so maybe so, a little uh, uh, kind of doesn't might, like the Ball family, eh? Yeah. And a so, lot of people were like, "Oh, Lamelo can easily take Delo's spot, like things like that." They got so I don't think Delo likes Lamelo Ball. A yeah. lot of people found it petty. So, so um, you know, 
I don't know how many games is the NBA playing? Seventy something like that this season, and he's played forty-one. So far. played forty-one. So what? When's the last time a rookie won Rookie of the Year playing like maybe half the season only? We know Kyrie won it. Kyrie with like fifty, fifty-one games. Yeah, uh, Brendan Roy, but it's. If you, you really have to play over 50 games, yeah. but it's also a shortened season. That's and what I'm the saying. The way LaMelo's went, he, he's either, I think he's either first or second. In points per game, I think he's first. Yeah. Uh, assists, he's first. Rebounds, he's first. Steals, he's first. Like, yeah. He doesn't get more dominant than that, you know? Yeah. And the question's going to have to, it's really a race between LaMelo and Anthony Edwards, you, you would mm-hmm. say, right? I mean, who would be third on that list? Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is very close. Yeah. Um, he's having a good season. but And you can't forget, Anthony Edwards. Uh, the Timberwolves suck. They suck. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, they're yeah. garbage this season. Even though they have a good roster, they're not good. Poorly Lamella coached. Ball, poorly ran. Yeah, poorly everything. They, they got a new coach this year. Everything's poorly ran. But LaMelo Ball, Hornets is usually considered one of the worst ran organizations. Yeah. But before this year, everyone mm-hmm. was like, Michael Jordan, one of the worst owners ever. They're like everyone, uh, Charlotte, one of the worst organizations but this year, they just tr- changed it around. They signed Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Uh, Terrozier, they didn't trade him. Devontae Graham, they didn't trade yeah. him. They, they Draft drafted LaMelo Ball. So, and LaMelo Ball turned around. And I believe if Hornets, because right now they're in playoffs, Hornets, yeah. if they if, drop out of the playoffs, yeah. I think that should give some value to LaMelo and uh, uh, yeah. give him a better I think chance. it would give him, you're right, I think it would give them more value if they miss the playoffs mm-hmm. than if they actually make the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. there's, like you said, they're sitting in a playoff spot right now. If the team were to still make the playoffs, then you're like, okay, uh, you know, it's still a, a, a pretty good knit group that was able to persevere without yeah. one of their best players gone. So, mm-hmm. but if you'd say Lamelo Ball, without Lamelo Ball, they miss the playoffs, yeah. then yeah, his value definitely goes up. It's just a question of you know how much is Anthony Pe- uh, Edwards going to pop off the rest of the season right now? Yeah, he's been popping off. I haven't fantasy. He's killing it. Like he's got a he has to lead in some of those categories that Lamelo is leading in right now, or else it's going to be. A close race, but uh, it's hard to say because of the games played. That's it's not like um, like in the NHL. It's it's really easy to say if a player got injured right now. They pretty much. I remember when Connor McDavid got injured yeah. his first season. He was a point per game, but he still lost to Panarin, who just yeah. popped off. Yeah, and who had more games played? Obviously, uh, you know, I'd like to believe Connor McDavid probably would have eighty something points his rookie year, right? Oh, yeah, if he sure. didn't get injured. Yeah. And now it's just a question in the NBA if if it's the same if it's the same deal will will a mellow ball get you know kind of screwed over by his injury right now and lose rookie of the year even though he most likely definitely would have won it if he played yeah. the full season. But also the word at that point it doesn't really matter because everyone knows Lamelo Ball is the best player out of that rookie class right now and. Yeah. Should, like if it wasn't for technicalities, he's the rookie of the year. Because it reminds so, me of that Ben Simmons Donovan Mitchell situation, right? Yeah. Where Ben Simmons had a year, but he was injured. Yeah, but pretty much. Was, yeah, yeah, but still, was, I think, yeah, yeah he, he still should be a rookie in my eyes. Even though team people are saying that if you got drafted by NBA team, you spend one year with that organization, and you're getting all this this um, these tips and stuff like that yeah. that you wouldn't be getting at the yeah. college level and experience, then you shouldn't be a rookie. But then again, Ben yeah. Simmons wasn't playing any games, was he? Yeah, exactly. He didn't get to play any games. And the next year, he played the full season and he won Rookie of the Year. And Donovan Mitchell had a great season too. And mm-hmm. people were saying that it should have been Donovan's year. But same thing with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, his rookie year, like he dominated. Yeah. He only played 20, 30, 30 games, I believe, which isn't a lot. So I don't think that, that yeah. works enough. 
Same but now with, with the shortened season, that's going to be the question. Is 40, yeah, 40, is 40 yeah. games a lot? Is 40 games enough? out of 71. Uh, is it enough? I don't know. Man, I, I don't know who to go with. Week. It's so tough. Mm-hmm. Who would you go with? If you no, really I, have to put your money, where like where oh, would you put your money? For the, but the, I can't really put money on. No, I'm not saying actual put money, but like if you had to put money, who are you picking to win? For, for me or who? Rookie of the year. No, the, you. Yeah, who do you think is going to win? Oh, I, I think Lamelo's going to win, but I think uh, the voters are going to vote for Edwards. That's what I'm going to say. So because it, okay, voters so, have to vote for it, but I, I, I think the way they think is different from the way I think. Yeah, so that's true. I believe they, they're just going to look at numbers, games played, even though everybody knows Lamelo Ball is, is better than Anthony. Player. Yeah, 100. percent This season, yeah, yeah. Um, so. yeah, but it's still hard for me. Like, uh, I've been, I've, I've never been good at predicting this stuff. Rookie of the year, and, and based off like, and now it makes it even tough when it's forty something games played. And mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's leading categories. If if I think Ad- Edwards can get gain some leads on some of those stats, then he could take it with the win. And the, his um, team's got to start winning too. Like you can't yeah. be the worst. Like obviously, uh, where your team is doesn't matter that much for rookie of the year. But yeah. still, you still have to. Your team still has to win games. Like you can put up numbers, but you still have to win games. I like to think uh, Lamella Ball sh- deserves to win it this year, 100%. but like you said, I think the voters might go with Edwards just mm-hmm. based off he's going to play more games and he he'll, he looks like he's lighting it up right now. He looks to be uh, going good so far, so I'm kind of in that same boat, you know, uh, when it comes to uh, and Tyrese might even pop because Tyrese, Tyrese Albert, yeah, that's true Sacramento, too. He's, he's a dark player. horse right now, yeah, hundred percent, very much a dark horse because right now people are looking at Edwards and Lamelo, but yeah, he plays for Miami, right? No, uh, what, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Sacramento Kings. Who is the one uh, on Miami that got was like a steal in the draft? Like Precious Achua, or maybe I'm no. thinking about the Kings guy. Uh, I don't know. Was that the guy who got picked late? When did he get picked? Do you remember? 11, 12. Okay, no, there's somebody else then. Or no, maybe it was him. Maybe. Maybe was was he expected to go early? That guy. Uh, uh yeah, Tyrese Halliburton was supposed to go top ten, but he dropped to like eleven, twelve. Okay, really. but Tyrese, I'm something else. I love Tyrese the way he plays. Very good defender. Um, he he gets he has the assists. He's gonna get the rebounds. He's gonna get yeah. the steals. What position do you play? A point guard. A oh, okay. Shooting guard. Him and De'Aaron Fox are like a one-two punch. Yeah, but they're really good together. The Sacramento was winning too. It's not that I don't like Anthony Edwards. It's just I don't like. I just don't like. I just want to see winning basketball. Like, you can put up numbers, but Lamelo, the way he was playing, that was winning basketball. Yeah, Charlotte was winning. Charlotte was, yeah, winning when they decided to start him. Right? Was he has he started yet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they, I remember they had him on the bench, right, to start, mm-hmm. and they were losing games, and people yeah. were saying, "You start Lamelo, start Lamelo, you're gonna yeah. win games." But since he started, he's averaging like twenty oh, yeah. points, like seven rebounds, seven assists, like r- ridiculous numbers. Yeah. And it's, a lot of people have him being the next face of the NBA, which is really, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, his father and that, you know, that attitude and stuff that doesn't uh, wear off on him. And Lamelo starts saying some some stuff. No, no, no. Lamelo, but, um, Lamelo's different. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been following his family like since 2016. Yeah. The ball you've been watching. You're you're an avid watcher. Oh, of, ball of the everything. ball. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, you love that show. Everything. You love that show. I know you. Hundred percent. Right when it comes out, <laughs> six p.m. Every 6 Sunday, p.m. six p.m. I know, man. I've oh been my watching. god! 
you 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 love that and eric also loves for people that don't he loves keeping up with the kardashians he love he keeps up with that stuff let me tell you when this guy uh, nah. like when i say this guy's a fan of the Kina, <laughs> like way beyond fat i mean like yeah. he's kylie kendall like kim and eric was heartbroken over the whole kanye situation when they got divorced <laughs> he oh they got that. divorced eric what do you mean? You, you you snapped me. You said I'm about to cry. This is oh, so yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh, what the? I didn't even know they got divorced. You you snapped me. You're like, oh my god, I don't think I can do the <laughs> show today. And Kanye oh, and Kim. But yeah, Ball and the Kardashians, Eric's two favorite shows. 100%. Um, but this can be interesting to see uh, those two guys down the stretch uh, here in the final games mm-hmm. of the NBA. Pretty much one half to go. Yeah. And before before we we move segments, I just want to say DeAndre Russell is a rat. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Didn't he also have something involved with the Kardashians? Yeah, I think uh, Kendall Jenner. He had something we can. Well, Kendall or Jenner because LA was something. Was it during yeah. his time in LA? Yeah. Or am I thinking like, Kendall else? Jenner has something for the light skins in the NBA. Yeah, there's uh, something. She's a big. That's her type. Yeah, Devin Booker, Ben Simmons. Uh, she dated uh, Devin Booker, right? Yeah, she dated Blake Griffin too. She dated Blake Griffin. Who who was Ben Simmons? I was uh, Kendall Jenner too. Wow. <laughs> and wait who and uh, uh what's your face was uh oh my god who's the center uh who, who, who oh tristan who thompson tristan thompson that was uh what's what chloe yeah, yeah. chloe and then, he, he cheated and then cheated on her are they divorced or uh, i have no idea i have no but I'm not you should know yeah, yeah you I, are I should, you love I that should. show okay uh yeah so once again that's gonna be fun to watch see uh, how it goes down but uh let's go uh, we're switching sports again nba to the nfl eric where we are talking about the Arizona Cardinals and the NFC West. The Cardinals, Eric, having a busy offseason, um, yeah. picking up Rodney Houston, J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, Eric, and uh, filling some gaps, uh, filling a gap at, at defense, picking up mm-hmm. some offensive players. NFC West, Eric, one of the most competitive divisions yeah. in all of football. You got the Cards, you got Seattle, you got the Rams, and even uh, 49ers who are bound to have a bounce-back season, Eric. Um, let's move into the Cards here, where we think they, they could sit in the NFC West, because I think uh, they got a lot better uh, this offseason. They're going to be a lot better. You know, Defense, we, as we know, for the Arizona Cardinals was their major problem. We know yeah. their offense is, is, is stunner or stellar. Um, and so it's just a question, is their defense going to be good enough to, to get them to the playoffs, to get them, you know, over the edge to be that competitive team in the playoffs. We know they got JJ Watt. Uh, they have Chandler Jones on that D line. Their D line has gotten a lot of better. They have Marcus Golden, Dennis, uh, Gordek, um, JJ Watt, good player signing comes with a risk. Obviously he's, uh, injury, uh, injury prone, yeah, hasn't played a full season. I don't know uh, how long. Maybe it was last year. I don't know his first season that he played uh, healthy. I'm pretty sure he played the whole season last year. Um, but he has he has been. That's kind of been his tale of the tape. He's been injured over the seasons. Eric, where do you think the Arizona Arizona Cardinals sit in that division right now? After some of the moves they got, they got Ronnie Houston. Yeah, who was a center. Yeah. Who, who's an upgrade of the previous center. He's got one penalty and one sack last season. So very wow. disciplined player. They got AJ Green, which is kind of a questionable yeah. signing. Uh, AJ Green from yeah, Bengals. Bengals. Uh, you know, it's sad to see um, one of the greatest of that organization leave. Yeah, for sure. Ocho Cinco, though, first. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, just a questionable signing, I think, by the Cards. This was a weird yeah. one because they had Larry Fitz. Yeah. But he retired. Guys, yeah. But the fact that they brought in another aging veteran, um, I mean, there was some, there was Curtis Samuel was still available uh, at the time. Um, I don't know, just uh, AJ Green has quickly been declining in receptions and his play recently. So um, that one was a bit of a weird sign for me, kind of a head scratcher. Um, But they have their franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have one of the best wide receivers, maybe the best wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. They have Buda Baker at safety. Um, Christian Kirk. Yeah, Christian uh, Kirk and uh, Edmonds. They lost Kenya Drake to the Raiders. They have Chase Edmonds, who, 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 who's a great. Um, how do I say? He's a great. He could pe- catch the ball. Oh, like receiving, he's running receiving, back. running back. He can run too, but he's he's not. He's no explosive running back, right? Yeah. He, he's nothing that's gonna. You know, he he is what you expect him to be, and he's. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna ever take that step, but. He, then again, he was good for this when Kenya Drake went down uh, for the Cardinals. So he expects to be the lead back uh, in, in, in the next season. But where do you think the, this Cards team sits in the NFC West? Tough division oh, yeah. again. Ooh, I think they're what do you like? And I think they're in a second division. I have the Rams ending first in the division. Yeah, me too. I think the acquisitions that the Rams, would, especially with Stafford, uh, they still have Cooper Cup and they also have uh, Robert Woods. Yeah. And their defense, obviously, Aaron Donald. Yeah, uh, they re-signed Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So uh, their team's the same. They're, they're going to do a lot better with Matt Stafford. Yeah. And to move on to the 49ers, 49ers, they might have a I bounce back. I mean, they back. have to have a bounce back, right? Yeah. I mean, they have George Kittle coming back from injury. They Jimmy have Garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo, who's back Jimmy from Mostert. injury. Where people are saying, like, Jimmy Garoppolo is not their QB. Uh, 49er fans that there's some skeptic uh, there's some um, skepticism yeah. when it comes to him being a starting quarterback and is he the right guy uh, for this fit mm-hmm. I mean they had a good season when he was healthy they went to the Super Bowl yeah uh, they lost to uh, Kansas City but I still think uh, the 49ers they have great defense mm-hmm. they have great wide receiving core yeah. I mean um, the running backs is probably their biggest question but no but they still have uh, yeah Moser was a really uh, because remember, they had the three-headed monsters like two years ago. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're still on the team, but they still have a – the running backs are pretty good. Their defense, well, back in – it's still really good, their defense. Yeah. But it, I, I think they're going to – I mean, they had a terrible season. They only had six wins. They're yeah. definitely going to bounce back. They're definitely going to – if that means, you know, do they make the playoffs? No. Will they have a better season than their season before? Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. I think they can compete in this division because we know the Seahawks are there. Seahawks are always great. Offensively, they Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Uh, their defense is still a questionable um, um, facet of their game, and so is their O-line. Obviously, we know Russell was very adamant about his O-line, though Russell Wilson also makes $40 million, so that's probably yeah. why they can't pay to, <laughs> yeah, to get a good exactly. O-lineman. Um, but let's talk about the Rams, because you talk about the Rams. I have the Rams finishing first in that division, too, because specifically just because of the change of quarterbacks, yeah. right? Jared Goff out, Matthew Stafford in. And Matthew Stafford, for those who overlooked him because he was a Detroit Lion, is still a very, very reliable QB in this league. A, a very underrated QB, I would say, because of his time on the, uh, uh, on the Lions. Jared Goff, systems QB, yeah, will always be a system QB. Yeah. <laughs> he was successful under McVay's uh, system those first two seasons, but then they hit a wall offensively last season. Exactly. And now they're trying to get him out and get a guy like Matthew Stafford, who, who has high-level arm talent, mm-hmm. able to get out of the pocket, 
able to throw vertically. He's a vertical threat quarterback. So what that means, he, you know, straight down the field, he'll, you'll be able to hit those um, post routes and deep corners. Uh, why, um, LA good wide receivers. All they need is a vertical deep threat wide receiver. And I have this team pe- pegged to be um, a Super Bowl contender, Eric. I, I like the defense. The defense exactly. was huge for them last season. Um, it was always their offense missing. And Sean McVay, yeah. a great coach. I think this this team could be very dangerous coming into next season just based off that Matthew Stafford um, trade. Great trade for the uh, the Rams. Um, Lions get Jared Goff. They don't expect to be competitive anytime soon. Yeah. But the cards, uh, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers. That's where you have it? Okay. No, no, have no, the 40- no, 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 no. Oh. You want to know where? Okay, I have Rams. Okay. Man, see, it's so tough because that's it's like, hard. It's, you have to put hard, a top to three between the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cards. I mean, I probably have Rams first. Man, I, I and then hopefully this defense of the Cards shows up. Yeah. Their 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 pass rush is a lot better now with JJ Watt. Will he stay healthy? That's the big question. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so we'll have to look into that. But I'll, if I have to make a prediction, I'm going Rams. Cards, Seahawks, 49ers. I mean, but that, that yeah. division is so yeah, up in the it's air. It's so hard to put so up in the air. 49ers at the end. Because like I like the 49ers. I like their team. I like their coach. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't mind Jimmy Garoppolo. I think people are being a little too harsh on him because they have really good wide receivers and really good defense. So it's so up in the air. You know, maybe the Seahawks are kind of trending down because they're losing a lot. Yeah. So maybe it's you can make defense. a maybe yeah. you can make a case for them to be fourth because their defense isn't looking that great. So they're gonna have to rely heavily on offense. Um. So, but I do like with the cards. Metcalf, Tyler yeah. Lockett. I mean, their offense is great. Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, um, those two guys, Chris Carson, they resign, and so it's just a question if their defense can pull off some kind of miracle and be great because I don't know if it's going to be that good this season. So maybe that's why I put him third, maybe even fourth because I think 49ers, like I said, bounce back season. And it for the Rams, like I said, it's that addition of Stafford. That's just going to put them over the edge. He's so consistent. He, he's a so consistent quarterback. He's thrown for 4,000 yards. Um, and I think it's just because he was on the lines. A lot of people look look him over, but a lot of yeah. real NFL fans know his capability. Exactly. And now that he's on a team like the Rams, coached under Sean McVay, he could have a great season for them, yeah. and a great season for the Rams overall, winning that division and doing something in the playoffs, and, which and I think he, they can do. If he does have a great season, you know how much like that just shows him that the entire time like he was good and it was just about yeah. the team. So just, I mean, the Lions sucked, right? Yeah, they sucked exactly. defensively. Uh, uh, Matt Pat- uh, Pat- uh, Patricia yeah. came in. He's back with the Patriots now because he didn't really have anything going. Maybe, you know, uh, he's coming back to the Patriots. He's going to run that defense, try and get another gig head coaching, or maybe he's given that up. Uh, we'll see because he didn't have that good of a run in Detroit. Still, though, mm-hmm. poorly ran organization. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of them in the NFL, but Detroit's one of them. Everything so, with Detroit right now is poorly run. NFC no, no. West, Eric, competitive division. That's going to be whoever is a fan of these teams in the NFC West. Yeah. They're going to have a. It's going to be a fun season for yeah, the next season. Very fun because this, this is going to be a competitive hell, uh, as as hell uh, division. So uh, it's just a matter of what team what team buys in. You know, but uh, let me know. Uh, let me tell you though, Eric. I've been watching a lot at Last Chance. You. 
So yeah. when you when you I hear the when you when you hear the phrase buy in, <laughs> like yeah. I've been hearing that a lot. Players need to buy in. Yeah. A little different from JUCO football and NFL because they're getting paid and stuff. But mm. these teams, if they want to be winners, they have to buy in, buy into the uh, into the into the system, yeah. buy into their coach, buy into their teammates, that sort of thing. Because they have the yeah. talent. These teams have the talent across the board. Yeah. So it's just a matter of who who wants it more. I think. Yeah. And uh, I like the Rams odds and the cards too. Cards are going to be a good team next season. Um, so look for that. Anything else, Eric? I, my rankings probably exactly the same. I probably have Seahawks and 49ers switched up. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, a, it's going to be close there. Those two teams. But I, I, I'm so excited to see Matthew Stafford play. Yeah. I just want to see what he can do. I think there's going to be a lot of more explosive plays. Uh, under Sean McVay, because he's that type of quarterback, he wasn't able to do that with Jared Goff, but now with a vertically a vertical uh, threat quarterback, strong arm, being able to get out of the pocket, they can do a lot of those. Cool I've been plays. slowly following because I'm a Detroit Red Wings fan, so I kind of know a bit about the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I know that Leo, every year, all you hear, oh Matthew Stafford, most underrated, yeah, be, yeah, most underrated. But this year, it's his time to shine. To oh yeah, show now all the that, people yeah. know. People are gonna know who Matthew Stafford is playing on the Rams. He's gonna exactly. get that, uh, that look. People are gonna yeah. look at him differently than they did on the Lions and the NFC West. Like I said, it's gonna be a fun division, very fun sure. division, one of the best in the NFL. So, yeah. fans of teams like that, man, you're lucky to be a fan of that because, yeah. man, fan of fucking Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> Steelers fan tier too. So Steelers. Though I don't want to talk about the Bengals because it was on the show, but if you're a Bengals fan, you lo- you're loving the offseason right now. Being a Cincinnati Bengals fan, a lot of good stuff I've been seeing. So excited to see what happens next year for them. But other than that, it's been a good show. Good, good show. four topics. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, next week we don't know what we're gonna do yet. We may have a guest. We may not. Yeah depending on the availability. So look forward to that because that's going to be a fun episode to record. Um, other than that, it's been another episode of the Shtib and Zang show. Episode 11 um, was this our third week. We'll be back yeah. next week for week four. So stay tuned for that. Shtib, Eric, sign out. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.